Welcome to Behind the Audition podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop-up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. On this episode, I got to speak to the amazing voice actor, Chris Johnson. We talked about how Chris started out as a voice actor, making the move to Los Angeles, using pay-to-play sites versus building business for your own company, what pay-to-plays work best, advice for those wanting to start out as a voice actor, social media and marketing tips, creating a demo, and much more. So sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. And coming on the show now, I'm super excited. I've talked to this individual on TikTok, actually, through live, as well as we've talked uh, on other social media platforms. You have heard his work on commercials, corporate videos, video games, animation, and even film. I'm excited to talk about that. Coming to the show right now is the one and only Chris Johnson. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Kurt? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, had a good uh, Mother's Day weekend. Enjoyed some weather here in North Carolina. How about you? Excellent. I was actually in New York City this past weekend, and uh, one one day was great weather, and uh, the other days it was pretty rainy. But uh, <laughs> hey, made the best of it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it seems like you know the weather can't make up its mind. Um, I, I think half the time the the meteorologists are uh, lying to us, but you know you can't change it and just ha have fun. What you got, right? Just got to roll with it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I was uh, talking to you before the show, you've done a lot of fun work in the voiceover industry, you know, starting back when you, when you got into this industry, what did you, what did you do first? Yeah. So I wanted to, when I was first starting out and getting my first uh, commercial demo uh, produced and everything, I wanted to um, have like the, the, the brand of my voice, but also stay as general as possible. So I could be as marketable within various sectors of voiceover uh, as possible. And so um, really uh, got a foothold in, in the corporate video um, scene uh, pr pretty, pr pretty early on. And, uh, and then kind of stemmed out from there and did some e-learning work and then some like local commercials and various regions came about and things like that too. Yeah. You, you know, when uh, most of us are in e-learning narration and uh, in, in that, in that line of work, what, where, where did you go to find that work when you first got into that line of work? Yeah, I think, I think my first e-learning job, I think it came from a pay to play site and, um, and actually, that has turned into one of my most uh, regular clients. Um, I have a client who do, who produces a bunch of e-learning for um, several uh, of their clients, and mm -hmm. just through there, I, um, I I I did the job. It was medical in nature with lots of fun terminology to uh, to to look up and 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 be specific on the pronunciations with, and it just kind of rolled into a regular thing, which uh, is. A great thing in this industry for sure <laughs> absolutely so going back to pay to place you, you know a lot of us will be on you know voice one two three that's where where i started my first pay to play back in 2007 um and then there's voices and you know there's other freelance sites what one has worked the best for you and why did you choose that one yeah um i think i i also started out with uh with one two three i think that was the very first one that i uh that i joined 
Um, and the one that has been the best for me is probably actually Badalgo. Okay. Um, which is a smaller one, a lot of European clients, but um, I've I've found I, I found some good success with that, and have been able to form some good relationships with uh, with some of the the clients that I've met through there. Yeah, I've actually I just set up an account there. Um, I don't know too much about it, so let us know. Is, is it? Uh, I saw there is a, a monthly fee for that, but can you get hired on that platform even if you don't pay the the monthly fee? Um, that is a good question. Um, I don't know. I know that the the owner of the site uh, screens uh, the talent and is a, a good representative of you know fighting for fair wages and make sure that the, the the projects on there are good quality projects for the voice actors alike. Um, but I don't know. I don't know much about the free profile. I've never uh, had the free version on there actually. So. Okay, absolutely. And you know, I know you like to build your own brand. I've been on your website. You have a really nice website. How much time do you think you spend working with pay to play sites compared to working on your own brand? Yeah, um, I, I, I know there are a lot of voice actors who uh, just you know, rinse the pay to play sites and some find very good success with that. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's just a tool in my tool belt is, is, is how I view it. So um, I, I, I audition regularly on the, on the sites that I'm on, but then I make sure that I carve out um, a good amount of time each week to w work on my own marketing. And the majority of the work that I get does come from my own direct marketing efforts. You know, we see a lot of uh, voice actors giving us some uh, great coaching tips online. You, you'll see some saying, you know, they'll spend, you know, or actually they'll get only 10% of those auditions that they audition as bookings. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, you're thinking you get one out of a hundred or one out of, you know, 50. So yeah. what would you say would, would be a, a good amount of time to spend on your own brand? Like compared to how many auditions would you feel comfortable with instead of marketing your own business? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that especially early on marketing your own brand is, is essential. Like when I first started out, I having my own website was absolutely key because mm -hmm. I mean, some of the pay to play sites, you know, offer you, you know, you, you get your profile page and with your, you know, your own unique URL and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, if I'm direct marketing myself to clients, um, the last thing that I want to do is send them to a website with a bunch of other voice actors as as like, here's here's my site. Mm -hmm. So. Having your own website, uh, was, it, it, I think it's I think it's key. So developing right. your your own sense of self prior to um, you know jumping into any pay to play site, I think is uh, is preferable for for up and coming talent for sure. Absolutely, you know we, we're all on LinkedIn and we all learn to to network that way. We all find each other on social media. I see you on TikTok, and <laughs> you know you're great in that community. I I'll give you a nice. shout out on that. I'll see you do your lives because. We get the uh, the famous question all probably nine times out of ten. I want to be a voiceover. How do I do that? Yeah. And I think it's good that you actually can filter some of those um, questions on your platform. How important is it to ask those questions before doing? Because I, I do see there are a lot less getting into the industry now. It seems since the things are opening back up, people are going back to what they were doing because this didn't work out for them. Yeah. What is some good research for those getting into this industry before they do it? Yeah, I think so. What I always tell people on on my my TikTok lives and everything who who ask this question are one to um, to take advantage of your free resources first and foremost before you make any financial equipment. You know, I, I think sometimes it might be tempting to go out and 
buy a mic and buy a whole bunch of gear but before you really even get a handle on what what all it's going to entail because mm-hmm. i mean there's there, there's a lot so i i think utilizing free resources for up-and-coming talent is is key um i always point them to the website i want to be a voice actor.com uh d bradley baker's site which is a great resource that answers a lot of those beginning questions so mm-hmm. um that and just like uh, uh, consuming interviews with other voice actors on on YouTube, see what they say about the industry, um, exploring what others uh, voice actors are doing on social media, I think is a good way to uh, to, to just kind of sample what the industry is like and if it's going to be something that they want to pursue before they even get into coaching and training and all of the next essential steps. Now, now you being one of those that have been successful on that platform, TikTok I'm talking about, to other voice actors who want to kind of understand that platform, what, how does it work for you and, and what content do you focus on to help your brand? Yeah, I think, uh, well, it, it feels like a moving target a lot of days, especially with, with, with TikTok and trying to, you know, figure out how the, how the algorithm works. But I mean, I, I go into all my social media ex, uh, presence, try, trying to be as authentically me as, as possible. And so I, a lot of my all of my content is is voice actor related and uh, tips or things that uh, I come across that uh, I have found helpful to me throughout my throughout my career that I can speak to firsthand and maybe pass on that knowledge to people who are um, finding those those similar roadblocks. So you know there are a lot of ways to succeed and kind of tackle the voiceover industry, but I can only speak to what I've what I've found work for me and what you know, my other voice acting friends have, have told me has worked for them uh, as well and uh, kind of field, field those questions based on my personal experience. So coming, coming from that space and, you know, uh, trying, to, trying to just relate my own experience to, to that is, uh, is kind of how I tackle all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you crack me up. Some of the times I'll get on there when you're on live, I'm like, oh, I got to get on here because you'll get, uh, there's some voice actors like yourself, but there's ones yeah. that uh, ask the question, Hey, do this voice or Hey, do you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I think, I think it's that's so also, funny. it is, it is because it's an interesting thing because, um, there are a lot of great voice actors, especially on, on, on social media platforms who do great impressions. Yeah. Um, and who are spot on and it's very, and it's great for social media and for, and for their brand. Yeah. But um, I am I'm not particularly great at impressions. Um, yeah. I, I, I focus on kind of my own thing and developing my, my own characters for character mm-hmm. work and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's not something that I am great at just like do a George Bush. I'm like, yeah. no, right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, is it, you know, I, I do this thing that I probably drive my family around the house nuts. I'll do voices or I'll, I'll see something or I'll hear something on TV and I'll try to, to make it my own or I'll try to replicate it. Um, I think it's because once we get out of the house and, yeah. or somebody hears you're a voice actor, they want to, they automatically assume you can do a voice and it's very, it's almost uncomfortable, isn't it? But you'll do it at home in front of everybody yeah. at home. It's, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get where the question uh, is, is coming from. And, you know, if you run into a comedian on the street, you expect them to be funny, uh, right. you, you know? So like, I, I understand, I understand, but I, I, I try to use it as kind of almost a, a teaching tool to be, to be like, Hey, there's, there's a lot more to what goes on uh, kind of behind the scenes and voice acting than just, uh, you know, absolutely doing voices. You know. So what, what, what line of uh, work were you in before voice acting? I know you were in Cincinnati. What, what were you doing before you got into voice acting? 
Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Cincinnati and I've been in LA for just over 12 years now, actually. And I did not come out here for voice acting. It wasn't even on my radar um, until uh, until about 2014. And I was working at a digital media company um, before that. And um, yeah, yeah, kind of doing uh, working with this, the digital sales team and doing pricing and planning work, which actually has come in very handy in, in running mm -hmm. my own voiceover business. So for the business side of it, at least, you know. Do you remember your first like audition, like one that you bombed? You're like, oh my gosh, like what did I get myself into? Was ever one of those times that that happened? Um, yeah, I think it, it, there were definitely some nerve nerve wracking uh, moments uh, for sure. And in ones that like tested your resolve early on and show it just show like how how prepared you need to be pretty early on i did a a, a round of auditions virtually mm -hmm. and then i had to go i went into a studio um to to do another round of auditions it was like mm -hmm. a half an hour hop in the booth they direct you and whatnot and it, i think it was for a video game project and i did i did that it it, it went great everything was cool went home and then they emailed me that when they were trying to upload all my stuff to the client, um, it all, everything crashed and they lost oh. everything that they had done. And so they were like, remember all those notes that we, that, that we were going over? Can you just re-record everything tonight so that we, and so I, I, I had to do it. And, oh and so like, yeah, like in, in that moment, like the sheer utter panic of like, oh my God, uh, it was, is <laughs> really, really testing, you know? <laughs> So playing video game characters, how like, is that like something you really want to get into? Like the, the whole video game industry or is it, you know, do you like doing narration? Which ones you like, do you prefer to be in? Yeah, I, I think it, it's, um, it, it, it's challenge. They're, they're both challenging in, in their own way. Um, I think, uh, I, I, I like doing, uh, the corporate and e-learning stuff, uh, for, for reasons, but I do want to expand a little more into my character work. I'm actually in the process of getting a, a character demo, uh, created. Uh, mm -hmm. one of one of my goals this year. So yeah, I, I definitely want to uh, expand more into that, get that get that demo created, and then start uh, being able to market myself a little a little more into that arena as well, for sure. Absolutely. And and, and speaking of uh, you know that whole realm, coaching for video games, how how would how do you you know find a coach that fits that realm? Is there is there you know I know there's a lot of research, but what works for you? Are you one to like you know give up? get you know call them up or send them an email how do you prefer finding your coach nowadays yeah i mean i usually um i, I usually just start with an email um and uh kind of get a sense uh try to just kind of see how they like to work i mean you're only gonna know so much until you get in in the room or on a zoom call with the coach to see how well you vibe with them and and how well you learn from their teaching style um so but you know just trying to see what their what their method is first and get them to explain like you know hey this is how i work this is what i like to do and uh and then kind of jump into that introductory session and just see see if it vibes and i'm always a fan too of um you know, if finding a coach is, is is great, but bounce around a little bit because uh, you're going to get different perspectives from from different coaches and different you know nuggets of wisdom from from various people in the industry. So uh, it, 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 I think it's okay to have have a couple that you that you go to um, maybe specializing in in a, in a certain area uh, with with a certain coach, and uh, you know just kind of just kind of see how it how it comes out of that. You know. Absolutely. And when, when did you know you were ready to jump into this? I know there's, it's a, it's a, a comfortable feeling when you, like you said, you're going back into the, 
then going into the studio in front of yeah. everybody, or as well as, you know, doing live direction. When did you know I'm ready? Because th there are some that uh, think they're ready and then they, they do this and they don't have that thick skin built up and they get that, yeah. that shock, that shock of uh, disappointment. How did you know, look, I'm ready. I can do this. Yeah. I think that I, I suffer uh, sometimes uh, from paralysis by analysis, right? So I, I early on, I was a big like measure, measure twice, cut once person. So I, I need to make sure that I'm ready. So I'm going to, I'm going to take this class again, just to, you know, just, just to make sure I didn't miss anything. And really, it, it really slowed. I, I moved through my early coaching and everything very slowly, probably too slow, but hey, uh, it, and I wanted to make sure I had everything laid out I had my website had had my demo ready to go easily downloadable on this like all of it and so uh I just w w once I could like <laughs> <laughs> once I could st stand it no more of, of just analyzing it to death uh I was like okay well I just need to do it I just need to start because you know I I want to make a good first impression everybody wants to make a good first impression yeah. and not uh you, you know screw it up so um that that was that that weighs heavy on me and it's something that a challenge that i often have to push past with uh with, with myself for sure <laughs> absolutely and you know i i was on the clubhouse not too long ago and we're we were talking yeah. about scripts um some will use uh They'll go to different websites and they'll copy those scripts and put in the demos. I know we're, I know they're not supposed to do that. What works for you for building a script? You know, do you have experience in you know writing copy or, or how did you create your demo? Did you have a coach do that for you or you know how did how was your demo made? Yeah, I worked with um, I worked with um, uh, a coach. So I, I took classes through uh, Edge Studios and then mm -hmm. uh, and then at the end of the program, uh, I did a, some coaching sessions uh, up at Voice Tracks West up here in uh, in LA. And uh, had several sessions where had more more spots than um, than I was going to put on the demo, and yeah. uh, just kind of uh, building building the variety and building um, stuff that sounds good with my voice and with my delivery, and uh, then just you know recording a whole bunch and then trusting the producers to to edit it down into in, into a great you know, just over a minute marketable, marketable demo. So it, it's, it's very collaborative and um, really you should feel comfortable with everything that you, that you're putting out there and that you're recording because it's, it's your calling card. It's your, it's what you're going to use to market yourself to prospective clients, to agents, to, yeah. you know, so it, you, you need to feel good about it and you need to be involved in it uh, as well. I, I feel. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, you'll, you'll sit down, you'll listen to it and you maybe have to switch up a little bit. You know, I, did you, were you taught in edge studios how to uh, edit your demo or, you know, create your own demo or is it, was it professionally made for you there? And you really, it was professionally know? made there. Yeah. 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 But did you and learn how to create it yourself? I mean, did they kind of give you the skills on how to do that, how to edit your own video? I'm sorry, your demo. Uh, I, I mean, there are audio editing ed editing classes uh, that that I took for um, you know just because as voice actors we edit a bunch of our uh, a bunch of our own stuff. Um, nothing demo specific because yeah you, you know and w which is fine because I think having a doing it yourself can really trip you up sometimes, and mm -hmm. I think having it professionally produced is. Uh, 9.5 times out of 10, definitely the way to go for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, being you're in LA, mm -hmm. I want to talk about agents. Um, yeah. Agents are either you like them or you don't like them, or it's yeah. 
it's, they're just not doing anything for me. What are your thoughts about agents and finding the right one? Because that's a big topic right now on, on uh, social media with a lot of voice actors that they, they, they'll be happy they got one, but then yeah. you come two, three months on the road, they'll post not getting anything or, you know, they're not doing anything for me. What are your thoughts of agents and how did you find, how did you know you found the right one? Yeah, I think a lot of people sometimes view getting an agent as like a silver bullet solution, right? right, um, right. But it, it really is just another tool in, in your tool belt. And I think that uh, the agents, I have, I have regional representation in, in a few different areas across the country. And um, the ones that work best for me are, are good with open communication. I know that if I have a question that they're um, going to respond to me and you, you know open to hearing what's going on in my career and how uh, that can how they can best market me you know based upon what I've got going on. So just really uh, the good communication factor um, is is important to me for sure. And uh, again, like as I kind of mentioned with pay to play, it, it's just another tool in your tool belt with a, with agents. It's mm -hmm. it's getting those opportunities and those auditions that you uh, are not going to have access to unless you have some type of representation. So um, nothing, nothing changed in my day to day when when I obtained my first agent, like I'm still direct marketing myself and a lot of good agents, too, will tell you, hey, you know, you, you need to be doing the work on, on your end as well, right. because it's a partnership and right. uh, it, it'll only help both sides of the equation uh, if you just continue to to grind hard on your end as well. You know, I think we've all learned as voice actors too. you know, never judge your success on somebody else's success, you know, how right. they're doing and, you know, how many agents they have, how many yeah. bookings they're getting, you know, cause if you do that, you're going to really, it's going to be a depressing week because, you know, we're all, <laughs> we, we, yeah. we all don't sound the same. We're all not doing as successful as, as the other. And, you know, you know, one thing I do like the way that you talk about is, you know, looking at where you're at to know where you're going to go. Right. And that's yep. one thing I focus on. I got to know where I'm at today to know where I'm going to be at in, you know, three weeks, you know, yes. looking over your, looking over your budget, looking over how much you're making your marketing, what, what have you, what, you know, so would you think to, as a successful business owner, cause I like how you also say this is a business and this is Absolutely. not just, you're not a voice actor. You run a business. Your business is you. Right. And I, I've heard you say, and I like that. So would you say being successful would be 60% your business, mm -hmm. you know, 30% pay to play and 10% agent. Would you think that's realistic? Because, you know, I've heard maybe that you can get 10% from your agents. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty close and maybe even a little higher on your own direct marketing efforts mm -hmm. as well. Um, because I mean, you know, pay to play, it, it, it's such a, it's such a numbers game and right. it's just a bunch, it, there's just a lot of people there all vying for, for the same stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of subjectivity and, you know, depending on the site as well. So like, you know, direct marketing, you have a lot more control over, over your own messaging and your own right. efforts and everything. So, and really, honestly, you, you have a lot more longer lasting, you can build longer lasting relationships because I mean, a lot of jobs in this industry are, are, can be very one-off where right. they need a voice for this thing and great. And then, you know, you may not mm -hmm. hear from them ever or six months from now, you, you never know. But so being able to kind of build those uh, authentic and genuine relationships with people through your own marketing efforts is, uh, you, you know, gives you those those returns to be able to uh, kind of get more traction in, 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 in your business long term, for sure. Absolutely. I would agree with that, too, because, you know, if you think about it, I, you've probably had this uh, experience. I I recently got this probably like 
a month and a half ago, I had a agency get back to me. I was an ad agency. They said, we actually go through the production company or we go through this pay to play website. So yeah. they, they have specific, you know, favorited voice actors on the roster, yep. or they have the, the, you know, person at the pay to play site, they can personally contact. Yeah. So I think it's good for you. You should be on there because, you know, that's where specific agencies go through. Yes. And, I, and I thought that I'm like, well, if you, if you, if you find these good ones, cause there are some pay to play sites that charge you a lot and plus you're paying 20%. Yeah. So if you're happy with paying a yearly fee on yep. top of 20%, you're, you're really not making that much money off of, of that service when it comes down to, it because yeah. some, some e-learnings could be good, but some e-learnings don't pay anything. Exactly. And I, you know, and I think you really have to be careful on some of those sites too. of, you know, auditioning for the things that that pay fair rates that uh, are going to, you know, be good for you. You have, you have to just be choosy with, with mm -hmm. some of the projects on there, because I mean, you do come across projects on on all all these pay to play sites where it's not great overall right. for the voice actor, the usage terms are, are not where they where they should be. And, you know, I just I just don't audition for those simply um even if i know other people are yes other people are will audition for but like you have to protect your own integrity and your own uh self-worth within the industry so um just kind of being selective on those sites is is, is very important as well i think for sure. so i get and i agree with that too because you know you think about auditions are kind of like can be like social media like a big black hole you could get yep. sent through some pay to plays you've probably had it too where you get 40 50 auditions and when you first get into this, I remember, you know, when I was on voice one, two, three, when it first came out and you pay that three fifty, whatever it was, you mm -hmm. had like 30 to 50 auditions and you're like, yes. And you do them all. And, and at the end of the day, you're like, probably half of those I knew I wasn't going to get, or I was yeah. not right for. So I think, would you agree as a voice actor, you really need to understand, like, look at the script and look at what you're auditioning before you do every single one. Cause it's really a waste of time. If you know, you're not going to fit that. Wouldn't you agree? It is. Yeah, I think there's there's a fine line between uh, auditioning for some things that are that are challenging, that that, that, that you do have a chance at um, at, at, at maybe uh, being in contention for and and things that you're just you are not a fit for. And it goes into which I think why like coaching and training up front is so important. It helps you develop your own self-realization and your own sense of self-directing yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know yourself, you know your own voice, you know what you can, uh, your strengths and your weaknesses. And yeah, and then being able to make those important selections of I'm going to audition for this because it 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 fits me and this is this would be perfect for me and you probably have a very low percentage shot of getting th this other one. And because at the end of the day there are only so many hours in a day and how you spend your time and the auditions that you do submit like that that's money at the end of the day when you're grinding for every dollar that you have to that you have to make in the industry so yeah very important isn't it how crazy how fast our days goes as voice actors so oh. i always just i always tell my wife i'm like my days like i feel like i don't have enough time sometimes because i'm you're thinking ahead but then like you're marketing like i was doing direct marketing i was working on a playbook earlier too today yeah and it was just like i looked i'm like oh my gosh i got an interview i gotta get right to it so it's just it's, it's nuts how time flies uh before we get to the the, the fun audition here I yes. gotta know. I see the little guy in the back, the the blue. Uh, oh yes, my, my blue booth monkey. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us the story be, uh, behind that because I I do see that and I've always want to ask. So what's the story behind the the booth monkey? You know, and it's funny. I need to develop like an origin story for him that's more exciting than the fact that he doesn't really have a story. He I I just like had him around and uh, he sits on this little shelf window in my booth and. Uh, when I started, when I jumped on TikTok and started making TikTok videos, he's always just kind of perched up there and that's awesome and sitting, and sitting down. And so like, he's, he's almost become like my little mascot and, uh, 
people people like seeing him and i whenever i do a TikTok live i at least get one question uh, about him so i need to i need to come up with some big origin story for him for sure oh my gosh so is it gonna be like wilson off of uh castaway if you ever lose your yeah absolutely <laughs> you come absolutely. in there one day and he's not there you're like oh my gosh where's the, the booth monkey <laughs> yeah, yeah so totally totally and if i do a bad audition we can always you know set him looking uh, away from me so he get, he's, gets disappointed at me as well so that's awesome <laughs> well now it's time to have some fun uh i have this thing called behind the audition uh challenge and i we before the show started i told you i wrote some fun copy for you being from cincinnati um after you read this we'll talk about it uh yes but, you know go ahead and read this script as you would uh are you hearing it on the radio ah it's hot outside and you're hungry it's time to sink your teeth into some nice saucy chili and not just any chili some Cincinnati chili topped with crunchy graham crackers and marshmallows. Try Smilly, your s'mores in Cincinnati chili. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 talk about Cincinnati chili. I like yes. I, I was you know growing outside St. Louis, we we would make chili and then we would uh, take spaghetti noodles and we throw it into the leftover chili and we call it chili mac or mm. throw macaroni noodles and everything. When I moved here in North Carolina, I met somebody that was from Cincinnati. I'm like, oh yeah, chili mac. And they're like, no, no, this is Cincinnati chili. Yeah. It's made with chocolate and cinnamon. And how how can you eat chili mac with cinnamon and chocolate? Is it really that good? It is. It is excellent. So I actually worked at one of the chains in in Cincinnati uh, okay. all through high school and a little after college, and I never got sick of the food. Like, and I have introduced people out here in in LA to it because. Uh, you can create a dip with it with like cream cheese and and onions and cheese for like great football snack while you're watching football or, or any sporting event and it's just uh it is it is excellent and you know it's it's a chili it's it's more like a sauce than like a like a texas chili or something you know yeah. so but it is it is excellent and uh a Cincinnati tradition for sure. Their alliances <laughs> on which which place is the best in Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, well. Before we end the show, my cliche question I ask every time. You know, to for those newbies that come into this industry, what's some some strong advice you'd give to those getting into this industry? I think um, develop to develop a well rounded sense of of what it's going to take to succeed. Because you know, I think sometimes you run into advertisements or um you know little snippets on social media where it's like oh you can make money in your pajamas uh by uh talking into a microphone mm -hmm. and uh if 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 that's what you think this is then you have a, a rude awakening because there's so many there's the talent aspect of it and then there is the running a business aspect of it and uh being able to do both of those uh, well are are fundamental to to succeeding making making the money that you need to pay the bills and and so I think ask around ask questions of other voice actors um, be a sponge of information and try to soak up as much information as you can because the more information you have about th this industry and really anything in life in general but the more information that you have the more well informed you're going to be and so you don't get into it spend a whole bunch of money and then be like Oh, uh, I'm 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 not I'm not hearing back from 90% of my auditions, and mm -hmm. now I now I feel terrible, uh, it, and that's the reality of the situation. So, I think just gathering as much information as possible, and uh, you know, making a couple good networking connections within the industry that can 
shoot you straight and just uh, give you the real the real deal on, on on how things go. Absolutely. And before we let you go, where can we find you on TikTok, Instagram? Uh, how can we you know book you for a project? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my website is vocalcj.com. Uh, I'm vocal CJ on TikTok. Uh, I think I'm vocal CJ one on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so those those are kind of my main uh, my main platforms. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, and I'm, I'm just kind of everywhere. But vocalcj.com is a good uh, hub for for all, all the goods. <laughs> well, well, Chris, we'll have to do this again. I I'm so thankful you took time your you know, out of your busy day to come talk to me here Thanks on the podcast. Yeah. Chris Johnson, thanks so much for being on Behind the Audition podcast. Appreciate it, Kurt. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening in on Behind the Audition podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at HiltonProductions.com. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.